Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Okay. Come through, queen. I want to see you come through, queen. It's Dan and Brendan, and this, this is, is Come Through, Through Queen. Queen. This is episode 13, Big Orange. <laughs> this week on Come Through Queen, we'll talk about Kylie Jenner sending Ariana Grande some lip kits for her birthday, as well as as well as Leah Remini's new Scientology shows. We're also going to discuss the injustice of Bravo leaving out a scene with Luann and Paula Dean from last week's episode of Real Housewives of New York. And then we're going to discuss uh, a little drama that happened on the set of The View this week. We also will share some important news about Patty Stanger from last year that just came to our attention this week. And then, of course, we'll jump into our shows, including the reunion of Southern Charm, uh, the first few episodes of Big Brother, and new episodes of Housewives of OC and New York. For this week's Deep Dive, we're doing something a little different by talking about a scripted show, the fourth season of Orange is the New Black. What a crazy season this was. <laughs> um, and then, of course, we'll close up the show by informing you who the freak of the week is and who is the one true queen. All right, Brendan, so why don't we start off with uh, Leah Remini news. So, very exciting. Um, (laughs) I am a big Leah Remini fan ever since she escaped the Church of Scientology. Despite not watching the reality show, as we learned last week. Yeah, I watched (laughs) one or two episodes of that show. Mm -hmm. Um, Anyways, there are reports out, and I just want to say that the report started with Leah Remini's troublemaking days aren't over (gasps) yet. The... uh, (laughs) 
the author of Troublemaker, um, is reportedly uh, writing or uh, shooting a show about how Scientology rips families apart. Um, I'm not sure if it's a scripted show or a reality show. It wasn't 100% clear. It but sounds like, uh, not reality, but like a documentary almost. A documentary. This was reported by um, journalist Tony Ortega, who I think is one of those like people who's obsessed with Scientology and like the fact that he escaped from it. Well, yeah, he assisted in creating the Going Clear documentary. Yeah, and he wrote that we've confirmed that Leah Remini is... Uh, her series is currently shooting footage and appears to be on a fast track, so maybe we'll see it soon. Do you think she'll be only behind the camera or in front of the camera as well? I bet it'll be like, um, do you know that show that's about celebrities finding like where they came from? Yeah, I think yeah. it's where you came from. Whoever right. hosts that sort of appears on okay. it and like moves it along. So I think it'll be like that. Or maybe it'll be like a Yangla fix my life, but like Leah fix my Scientology life. Oh. <laughs> remember when she fixed charade whitfield's life yeah and it's still broken <laughs> well no she got she ended up getting back together with her man that was like the whole crisis. oh yeah but it they were like they shot in the lot in front of chateau charade yeah. that was good she's, she's come a long way um anyways we i will be watching this show even though i don't watch leah's other show yeah um so in other news uh kylie jenner apparently sent lip kips lip kits to Ariana for her birthday. The pop star, 22 years old, or turning 22, uh, received a massive bundle of the beauty products that have taken the world by storm, the Kylie, <laughs> Kylie Jenner lip kits. And who was a generous gift from? Kylie Jenner herself. Wow. In her many Snapchat videos showing her new gift, Grande says Mary Jo Kay and Candy Kay are her favorites. These two are the ones I will always wear, she says, but I'm so excited to try the rest. Thank you, Kylie. I had to unfollow Ariana Grande on Snapchat, so I missed this until I read about it on People.com. Oh, I'm sorry. Literally the most annoying person on Snapchat. She has a lot of competition from Erica Jane, who like posts hour-long videos. Oh, I don't follow Erica yeah. Jane. I, I follow Bethany, but Bethany's are at least interesting. Yeah, yeah. Bethany uh, does good content. Oh, my sister sent me to Bethany's... Um, uh, Snapchat on Sunday saying that Bethany exposed her boyfriend on on Snapchat and that page six was going to be all over it. I think everyone already knows who her boyfriend is. If you look oh. you can like easily look him up. But Bethany was berating a cashier at the grocery store because apparently they only brought $100. Oh, yeah, I saw that, yeah. And I felt so bad for that cashier. Yeah, that was terrible. We're getting a little off track from the lip kit here, so. <laughs> um, Brennan, have you ever tried a lip kit? No, but uh, I know that you have some personal experience. Well, yeah, this past weekend during Pride, I went to a Pride party just off the, off of Christopher Street. Hosted by a straight woman. Hosted by a straight woman. <laughs> uh, known, she also She's the one who uh, produced and created the theme song, um, Winston Chipwell, a.k.a. Rat. Um, she had a bunch of Kylie lip kits like lying up strewn about the apartment. So, uh, just for y'all to test. Yeah. We all, we all tried it on. Um, I wore, I can't even remember. I think it was called exposed. I really wanted to try the, the Courtney, uh, K one, but she didn't have it, but she didn't have that available. Um, Alex wore posy, posy K I think. And, it like, was a site. <laughs> it was a site for surprise. <laughs> um, apparently, like they're very hard to get off, 
and despite like like my my color wasn't that dark but alex's was like super dark and he still looked like he was wearing it the next morning after washing it off oh so like you guys also like got home pretty late so yeah um but that sounds like a great gift for ariana i'm sure she will enjoy it (laughs) so brennan tell us about uh the the paula dean footage so as i've said before on the show i was scooting through bravotv.com which is what i do like Sometimes when it's like 3 p.m. in the afternoon and I just like need a little break. A little pick me up. And I found this clip on bravotv.com of Luann Deliceps, Paula Dean, and Vanessa Williams. And Victoria Deliceps. And Victoria <laughs> Deliceps. Don't leave that out. I guess Luann was doing something with her clothing line at Evine, Evine or yeah. whatever, and Paula Dean like storms into the room she's in yeah. with Vanessa, Vanessa Williams for some reason. Yeah. And it, w- it was like a five minute long clip. Yeah. And Paula invited Lou and Victoria down to her house in Savannah. It's like the start of a brand yeah, new Yeah, she's going to make her fried chicken. Um, Victoria, I want to say during the scene, was the most like interactive that she's ever been in a scene on Housewives, I would say. Yeah, usually she's like a mouse in the house, unless she's like jonesing for some free champagne at uh, or basil <laughs> yeah <laughs> um I, I was like really sad to see this hit the cutting room floor because it was like better than a lot of the scenes from last week's new york it really was last week's episode was a little boring this would have like really judged it up judged it up yeah but i guess they were saving all the Luann footage for her special last week which i'm still <laughs> reeling from um is there anything else you want to say about that little? No, scene? I did, it was just we'll post it. We'll post it. Yeah, somewhere we'll post it on the website was, uh, on comethroughqueen.com. If you follow me on Twitter, you might have already seen it because I was screaming about it but on it, twitter.com. It's, it's definitely canon. It's canon. Like very rarely would bravotv.com footage be canon, but this is certainly canon. <laughs> so tell us about uh, first Joy Behar, and then we can talk about Sunny. Oh yeah. Well. Uh, had possibly one of my most successful posts on Facebook of all time. I had over 300 likes on the Joy is the Best Part of the View Facebook group. Uh, so you guys uh, on the Come Through Queen page really need to step it up with the likes because the Joy the Joy girls are really or just giving join, me all the attention. Or just join the Joy group. It's an open yeah. community. Um, but anyway, so I, I was on Instagram. I saw Joy posted a bunch of pictures from... Uh, her ceremony at the Brooklyn Botanical Garden where she is on the Brooklyn Walk of Fame. She has her own star, Joy Behar, and this past Sunday, which happened to be Pride, was also Brooklyn's official Joy Behar Day. Yeah, so, very appropriate. So we're very, <laughs> we're very happy and proud of Joy. Um, but that's not the craziest news of The View this past week. You, you guys are about to scream. Brendan alerted me to this... Uh, scene on After the View. Is that what it's called? Yes, After the View is the View's yeah. after show that streams live on ABC.com or whatever. But on they YouTube. Also, it's on YouTube. But right? they also post it up on YouTube. Yeah. So It's better than The View. Yeah, so I like kept putting off watching this, and I finally caught up with this scene today, and I could not even believe it. So uh, Nobody ever listens to me. I remember how I told you to follow Bethany on Snapchat like ages ago. I know, ago. I know. Listen to <laughs> Brendan, guys. Uh, so apparently a couple summers ago, uh, Sonny Hostin, who is like, although not an official uh, cast member of The View, is on more than <laughs> Candace Cameron Bure. Yeah, she's um, about to be. Yeah, uh, she's about to get that peach. 
But anyway, she apparently rented a house next to Bethany Frankel. Uh, like, Sonny rented it for a week. Bethany had it for the whole summer. Apparently, Sonny's son was outside on the beach making too much noise. Bethany came outside and started screaming at Sonny's son. Sonny heard it from the inside while enjoying some rosé, as we are right now. Mm. Uh, and and I guess the whole point is, like, Sonny's point was, you like adults don't yell at children like if if you have an adult issue like you come to the parent of the child or yeah. whatever well she said that she chased bethany and i love a good chase scene oh my she God. chased bethany to her front door and bethany would not come out yeah if only this was captured on film <laughs> so bethany would, wouldn't allow her in and then joy like chimes in she says you sound like a gang leader <laughs> oh and then apparently like bethany ended up sending her as sunny calls it some skinny margarita and then Paula joins in. Paula Ferris, co-host of The View, said... And she says, which is not even good. I <laughs> screamed watching this clip. So, like, Sunny's clearly uh, not on Bethany's side. She even says uh, her husband at the time was nice and apologized. Jason Hoppy, so, for those of you playing along. Yeah, so Sunny's team Hoppy. Um... And, like, at, at the end of this whole little scene, Joy's like, I think you just made some dishy news right now. It's going to be entertainment tonight. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I it, think it was reported, like... It was reported on, like, Chris Hilton. Yeah. So, um, this is also a scene not to be missed. So, we will post this as well. Yes. Um, so, yeah, that's it for that story. Um, Brendan, tell us about Patty Stanger. So, if you listening along at home or thinking to yourself, where has Patty Stanger been? <laughs> In this economy. In this economy. Well, we have breaking news from almost exactly a year ago. <laughs> well, let's explain how this was brought to our attention. Okay. So, uh, I still follow Michelle Collins on Instagram, even though she's not canon to The View anymore. They took her out of the They took her out of the intro, credits. which you only realized recently. Today. But I realized, like, two weeks ago when it happened, because I sing along to the intro Will when I watch. you do a little bit of it right now? No, that's good. <laughs> maybe maybe after a few more rosés. <laughs> All right, anyway, so uh, they, like, Michelle had posted an Instagram with Patty Sanger at some, like, event. They were speaking together, and Michelle was congratulating Patty for jo- joining WeTV. Yeah, which is where Bravo shows go to die. Yeah, exactly. So give us the, the full scoop, Brendan. Well, apparently... Patty claims she decided to leave Bravo <laughs> last year, <laughs> tweeting, Thank you for the great ride. Stay tuned for exciting news as I move to a wonderful new network. So Bravo like issued like a nice statement after that, yeah. like whatever total PR statement. But Radar Online writes Ooh. that even though Andy Cohen doesn't have a role in determining uh, programming at Bravo... He has just been so mean to Patty. <laughs> Patty spelled wrong also, by the way. I know. Is, in the news article. There is no love lost between those two, and she will never be happy to be working for another, or she'll be happy to be working for another network without Andy being involved. But she, like, she had said a lot of, like, weird LGBTQ things in the past, like, very stereotypical. Like, implying that gay men can, uh can't be monogamous yeah. and like all this she's she said it more she's than very problematic time. yeah and she Andy, also like 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 doesn't support gingers i think like she always wants them to dye their hair oh yeah and she doesn't support with people with curly hair yeah yeah remember she, she always has them straighten she's it. crazy yeah but like the show is occasionally entertaining when i don't know i like 
I, I never actually caught the episodes, but I know she had some Bravo celebrities on. Oh, 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 the one episode that was actually good is when she had Allie, um, Jill Zarin's daughter on. Oh, I never saw that. To set her up with a man. Yeah. Um, and then she's had a couple other people. She had like the Manzo here. brothers, oh, I think. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Those yeah. monsters. But we'll, we'll not miss you. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I will not be tuning in. Um, I can't wait till she's a patty stranger. Oh, <laughs> Okay, uh, so Brendan, why don't we get into the Southern Charm reunion? Great. Um, how did you like it? Okay, so we finally made it out of the clubhouse. Yes. We're on this little fake porch set. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, we've, we, we're getting two fake sets in a row. We, we just had the Dallas reunion, and this now we like have Southern really Charm. This was like a really great set. Yeah, it was too. definitely better than the Dallas one. It was expansive. Yeah. Um, do they do this every reunion for Southern Charm where, like, they make a point to say that, like, Patricia was invited, but she didn't show up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. It, was, it seems like, it seems like something similar to when RuPaul always says, hey, pork chop, yeah, to exactly. at those reunions. Well, oh. like, I, I, I was hoping they would finally film this down, uh, down on, in Charleston, but it was still in New York. Like, Does she not set. fly on planes? Um, I think, no, she said something about, like... She's, she's, like, above, like, flying to New York for this. Like, she would only do it if they did it down there. Oh. Yeah. Well, I, I also think, like, it's similar to when Mama Elsa, like, couldn't make it to the clubhouse. Mm-hmm. But they <laughs> did a whole road trip. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. she was afraid of flying. But anyway, uh, Catherine looked beautiful. <laughs> yeah, and, she looks good. Andy greeted Thomas Ravenel by calling him Senator Ravenel. Um, Shep, love him, did not look great. yeah. Well, he looks like, like, we're so used to seeing him, like, as a slob that when Mm -hmm. he, like, attempts to clean himself up, it looks, like, off. There was something weird going on with his hair. Um, and Landon was wearing, like, these weird dream catcher earrings. Uh Uh-huh. Trying to chase her dreams, Oh, my God. Someone (laughs) tweeted at me, I forget who it was, but referred to Landon as a human dustbuster. Oh, my God. (laughs) Wow. Uh, in terms of like her, how she speaks, I guess I don't, I don't even know. I, I don't, don't get know. the analogy. I thought it was funny. <laughs> I guess when I wrote my notes. <laughs> um, so I mean, like you're watching this, you don't really understand what's going on. No. So you, I'm sure you didn't really have too much to take away from it, did you? No, I mean, like I like Catherine, but I did think that Landon got in a good dig at one point, where like. Uh, Catherine was saying that Landon does her best work on her back or whatever, which is like Miami promo, but then Landon was like, you fuck everyone on this couch. Yeah, it was very bad. It was like (laughs) two great moments. Um, Also, there was a shady edit, which you may not really have appreciated. Mm -hmm. They were talking about Craig giving uh, a promise ring to Naomi, his girlfriend, and during that conversation, the cameraman zooms in on Catherine's ringless finger. (gasps) It was like a very shady edit. What's with promise rings on Bravo shows like Tom Schwartz? Oh yeah, I guess if you're like a ring on a string, a ring on a string. <laughs> I guess if you're in like your early twenties or mid twenties on a Bravo show, but then, you're, no. like, you're not ready to make the jump, yeah. but you want to do something. You want to like create a scene for that. Yeah. So. so a person who I oh go ahead. Oh no, I just wa- jumps. I, I forgot about this. I watched it a few days ago. Like. The big one of the big bombshells from the reunion was that Craig did, never took the bar because he never actually graduated from law school. Apparently, he walked in the graduation but didn't receive a diploma because he didn't finish his final thesis paper. 
and we're like years out from him like and he still hasn't finished it yeah and like and Whitney like offhandedly said during like a trip home to his to Craig's parents like did you even graduate and and they showed the clip and Craig's like yeah I mean my parents were there there were pictures so like I don't know if he like lied to his parents about graduating from this is why school. I like Shep better small business owner <laughs> he says it all <laughs> these are all just like ways for him to spend his money he's not like trying to make an income from it he is hustling the good hustle with his small businesses you know okay so I've only seen like now two episodes <laughs> yes and um someone who I like felt like I was meeting for the first time really tonight was Cameron okay and what were what was your impression She's pretty. Yeah, I mean that's like. In my notes, I took I wrote Cameron with no oh. commentary. <laughs> well, like the thing is, she used to be like the narrator, the voice of reason. Uh huh. And this season, for for whatever reason, like she and Landon are just like Team Whitney, like which is the wrong side of history, like the wrong team to be on. Whitney scares me. I know me. he's like really creepy. Um, some other creepy news was was Ravenel and Catherine were supposed to take a Valentine's Day trip together uh-huh. and then Landon went on the trip with Ravenel instead. Oh, so, yeah. So, like, Catherine's very justified, I would say, in hating Landon. And, I, she, and she, I mean, as much as I love Catherine, she was, like, a rabid animal during this whole reunion. A, ra- a rabid animal? Yeah. Um, there was one part at the end where she said something like, I have an antidepressant that I take, which remind, the way she said it reminded me very much of I had to go on Xanax for that. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, did, I thought of that, too, yeah. Uh, we did end it with uh, Catherine receiving face wash for Christmas from Thomas Ravenel as a Christmas present, and the big, like, cliffhanger of the reunion was that Catherine failed a drug test, which is why, like, oh, her yeah. child custody is in a weird situation right now. Apparently it's, like, monitored child custody so i read about that so we're gonna pick up on that next week so i think that's it for southern charm this week um so why don't we jump into rural housewives of orange county okay yeah okay so uh we we finally got confirmation that the boat was moving because we saw it come to dock. <laughs> also, Shannon Bedore tweeted at me. Yeah, she confirmed. She confirmed that the boat does move. Yeah, so I'm glad to get that mystery solved. I mean, she didn't tweet at me because she <laughs> listens to this show. She, I, <laughs> I, that's how I just made it sound. She she tweeted at me because I tweeted at her first. Yeah, uh, so we got that resolved. But um, we were on the boat with. Uh, uh, what's their names? Heather and Vicky having that oh, conversation yeah, yeah, yeah. still. I mean, like, I just want them all to get all of this last season drama out of the way so we can have new drama. Yeah. Um, so we get, um, we get an, un- I don't know, like the whole, all the Debro children, like, none of them stand out to me. None of them have last names. None of them said. have last names. <laughs> I can't keep them straight, like. Except for Coco, because they try to make Coco a thing. Yeah, they try to make her, like, the Porsche, Melania. She won, like, like, there was some contest last year, Bravo Liberty Contest. Oh, yeah. And she won, like, biggest, like, screen hog or something yeah, yeah, like yeah. that. Like, nice try, but she's not a thing. But apparently the older daughter won a talent competition at school by performing a Megan Trainor song. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I thought that was notable. Yeah. <laughs> also, while we're talking about kids, I, like, didn't realize that Shannon and David had twins. <laughs> yeah, but they don't look alike. 
Like, even though there's three daughters, they all look a different age to me. Okay. And they also, like, don't... They all barely look related to each other. Because probably different fathers. No! <laughs> no, Shannon is devoted to her husband. Oh, I meant to say different mothers, but it didn't that make sense. That doesn't make sense. sense. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, oh, I'm surprised. A different mother. <laughs> um, um, one thing that I didn't know, and maybe I did know this, like, from reading, like, the OC Register or whatever, <laughs> the paper of record yeah. in Orange County, but uh, Ryan and his uh, Instagram wife yeah, Sarah. are broken up. Yeah, I, I think they're, like, not official like do they ever get married no i don't think so right they're just like semi-split and tamra's trying to get them back together and tamra apparently hangs out with her too well she ran into her at the grocery store or something and she was like and the baby what's ava yeah ava i know that baby how do i know that baby better i know than i know (laughs) (laughs) um ava she like made a big deal tamra made a big deal about like how ava recognized her i was like you're her grandmother. Yeah, I would hope so. Um, but apparently, like, they're calling the cops on each other, Ryan and Sarah, and the, like, the source of a lot of the fighting is over Instagram and Facebook. Oh, yeah, because he's been flirting with yeah. other people on Instagram Which, and Facebook. as Wendy Williams always said on her radio show, how you get them is how you lose them. Yeah. So... He got her on Instagram, and he's gonna lose her on Instagram. <laughs> Great words from Wendy Williams. Yeah. Um, we get a Valentine's Day dinner with Shannon and, uh, her husband. What I noted the most from this Valentine's dinner was that Shannon has changed her brand of vodka. Oh. She now orders Tito's when she used to order Grey Goose. Oh, and, and... David ordered Grey Goose. stuck with a Grey Goose. Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I wonder why. Yeah, maybe there's some, like, sponsored content <laughs> arrangement there. Shannon's getting a check from... From Tito's. From Tito's. Yeah. Um, I also, from this whole conversation, like, shh, it's like, I'm, I'm over the divorce, but I'm not over, I, not, not divorce, I'm over the affair, but I'm not over the, like, she keeps talking about the affair and how mm-hmm. she's over it, but, like, how she's not over it. She like, should have just buried that in that fake grave that she laid down in Yeah, just stop talking year. about it, I think. Yeah. Like, I think they could still have a storyline without her constantly bringing it up. What would their storyline be? Like, now they're happy together. Yeah. I don't know. And, like, they do a lot of Facebook live chats. Yeah, I love like, that. Like in the middle, of, not the middle of the night, but like right West before Coast. I'm about to go to bed. Well, it's like West Coast time. Yeah, it's like 9 p.m. West Coast time, but like midnight our time. They're great. I always try to ask questions or ask for a <laughs> shout out and they never answer me. Well, like they're getting a lot thrown at them at once. I know, but like pay attention to me, please. Mm. <laughs> uh, we learn My- Michael's going to be the heir to the Kodo Insurance uh, fortune. Underrated... Housewives hottie. Oh my god, you have a crush Michael. on him? Yeah, he's always been so cute. I mean, he's like, he's cute, but he's not like... He's no Shane Keogh, but yeah. he, he there's something about no, it. No, I mean, I, I'm sure you two could have like a great life together. Oh my god, I'm gonna be <laughs> the, the wife to the <laughs> Kodo insurance. Yeah, you're gonna like enjoy that Kodo money. Oh my god. Um, And then, like, so we, we, we visit with uh, the Dubros on vacation, Dubrose. which is like very weird to see, not like a vacation, but not all the housewives, like a family vacation. Instead. I think it's because like Terry has his own star power that's yeah. a little more than a regular house husband. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're more willing to go with them because Terry's on another show that's a hit. Like Terry's a star. 
Terry's a star. Yeah, and he was telling his 12-year-old daughter how she can start drinking vodka in two years. It, as, <laughs> as she was just sitting on her virgin mocktail or whatever. <laughs> that was a lot. Yeah. Um, I will say, the house husbands in OC are like, there's some like hotties there. Like, <laughs> well, you just love everyone in OC. Yeah, all the men in if OC. They walk. You're into it. Um, anything else from that little vacation? Um, they had a butler named Ainsworth. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> which is also a weird restaurant on 26th Street here in New York. Okay. Fun fact. <laughs> um. So. Kelly is trying to form some alliance with Vicky, even though Megan brought her onto the show, mm-hmm. and like. Vicky is latching on to anything she can at this point because like all the the rest of the women all don't like her. Yeah, so they go to a, they go to a lunch and Kelly's already sitting there. Yeah, I don't even know if they ate there, but Kelly's already sitting there. Probably nothing because they don't film with food. Yeah, with a glass of <laughs> wine. And well, I thought this was very rude of Vicky. I feel like if someone already has a glass of wine and you walk in, you can't not order a glass of wine. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, she's like, well, I'm working. <laughs> I know, but it's just like it's weird. Mm, okay. But you drank a glass of wine last week while I didn't, so isn't that weird? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, then, I guess after that, uh, Megan is hosting... A demolition party. A demolition party, which is, I don't think we've had something like that before. They have to keep on thinking yeah, of new ideas. New, I mean, they <laughs> can only ideas. see a medium, like... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so many times. Um, so it's Megan, Kelly, Tamara, and Bador. Yeah. Oh, was Heather out there? No, because she was on her vacation. Oh. Right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so Kelly just like kind of comes in like a wrecking ball. Holy, literally, I wrote that exact th- same thing. I-, I don't think it's the first time we've said coming like a wrecking ball. <laughs> I mean, I use podcast. that term like I use that term like every other, multiple times. Yeah. <laughs> episode. Uh, so she confronts Bador for being like standoffish at the boat party. Uh-huh. Uh huh. She like makes Tamara cry. Well, yeah, Tamara, Tamara's daughter has, like, one of those arrangements where she's no longer raised by her mother. Yeah, it's crazy. Well, like, Tamara has one kid and, Sim- and Simon has the other kid. That is so weird. And I think the third child, like, aged out. Like, he's, maybe the third child is, like, over 18 or something. R- there was a third one? I think they, have, they had three children. I don't, I don't know, know. the OC children. Yeah, the OC <laughs> children are hard to pin to, down. To pin down. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so she starts crying. And then, like, you, well, Brendan saw me watch this for the first time uh, live oh, yeah, tonight, yeah, yeah. and I was sh- shook. Kelly, apparently, I mean, I was, like, questioning what Kelly was going to bring to this series, and, like, she tells this whole insane story. Kelly and her, like, much older husband, Michael, uh, with whom she has one daughter with, apparently uh, split after the daughter was born, um... They were apart for, like, at least two years. She wanted a divorce, but they didn't complete the divorce because the husband was making it so difficult for her. And I think she even said, like, she got engaged to someone else during that time period. And she then just figured it's easier to stay married to this guy than to try to go through with this divorce. So then Bador asks, do you love this guy? And, no, do you love your husband? And she says, he's a very nice man. I... Could not even believe this. It's but it's so weird because when you're like with them, when you're with them, but they seem like a fun family. Well, yeah, during their like little Leah Remini, it's all relative uh, scene. Yeah, with Grandma Tan Mom. <laughs> with Grandma Tan Mom, like they were all having a fun little time. But like they have some 
dark past. Yeah, they've got some skeletons. Well, apparently, like, sh- sh- they ordered a 7.30 evaluation, which is a psychiatric evaluation on the husband, and he, like, they diagnosed him with some narcissistic personality disorder. So, this will be interesting to see how that plays out. Ugh. Um, hopefully, she- Kelly earned some money that so that if she wants a divorce, <laughs> oh my god, is she gonna that? pull a Jules and make a? Yeah, well, this is like this is like Jules and like hyperspeed, like at least Jules <laughs> yeah. have half a season with her husband. Um, so I think that is, is there anything else from OC you wanted to talk about? No, that's that's perfect. All right, so we're gonna take a little break. We'll be back uh, shortly with uh, our Big Brother recap of the first few episodes and Real Housewives of New York. So we'll be back in a minute. Woo-hoo. So it's time to talk about Big Brother, which we're all caught up on up through uh, tonight's episode on Wednesday, which was the power of veto. But, you know, it all start, kicked off last week. We met all the new house guests. We learned who the returners are. Mm-hmm. So we did a rundown, well, was it two weeks ago, right? Of like who the cast was? Yeah, we sort of went through like our first reactions to the new cast. We. We, I don't think we knew we for know. sure yeah. uh, who the returners were. But um, if you guys aren't familiar with Big Brother or haven't watched in the past and want to keep up with us for this podcast, um, get in now because there's already been three episodes in one week. And it's a slog all summer, but it's also yeah. nice to have something to watch. Well, I think, like, personally, I will just, like, catch up on a bunch of episodes at once. Like, mm-hmm. on, like on a Sunday morning or something. That's how I got into it originally. Yeah. Because it was all on demand or something like that, and I had nothing to watch on a Sunday night. Yeah, even though it's, like, even though this is all uh, transpiring live, like, they're filming this now as we speak, mm-hmm. like, it doesn't matter. Because, thing, like, things get spoiled. Like, pe- if there are freaks online who are following, like, every movement, watching them, like, in their live videos. Oh, yeah, because you can watch the live feeds. You can sign up to watch the live feeds. Yeah. So I'll, I will, like, willingly spoil myself. on the, the site I use is Joker's Updates, which tells you, like, who's up for nomination, who has the power of veto, all this stuff. I follow a couple of the Twitter accounts, yeah. so I see what's, like, going on during the week. And it's still enjoyable to watch the show. Yeah. So the four returners we learned are... Uh, Frank, which I didn't watch that season, and you didn't either. No, but I I support him because he's a returner. Yeah. <laughs> uh, then we got uh, James, Davon, and Nicole. Davon and Nicole are queens. Yeah, I mean Nicole is definitely my favorite, but Davon is like very close behind, which is interesting because in her season she got kicked off like third. Yeah, very early on. Yeah. But I she was always a super fan, so she sort of like knows the game. I think she just chose sides wrong last year. Yeah. I Well, also, she... Uh, if you remember, like, she flipped out on someone and, like, acted really crazy and weird. And, like, whenever that happens, it's, like, an easy way to... Go, like, go, get someone out without any blood on your hands. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, Nicole and Devon, like, I could listen to them narrate the show all day. Um, and they're part of an alliance together... They're part of a Fatal Five. It's the two of them, Vanessa's sister, the Polka Playa. The Polka Playa. Sister. Who still isn't out to, uh, not out, not out as like, <laughs> sexuality, but out as Vanessa's sister to... Well, she's out sexuality-wise. Yeah. Because she, she identified as bisexual in her intro video. Yeah, but she's not out as being Vanessa's sister but to 
Only Davon and Pauly now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so, so it's like sort of insane because she looks exactly like Vanessa, just with darker hair and sounds exactly yeah. like her. So uh, Tiffany is Vanessa's sister, and then there's also Corey, who is Cody's brother from a prior Paul, season. Pauly. Oh yeah, Pauly, who is Pauly. Paul. You say you say Paul like Adrian Maloof does. Okay, uh, <laughs> Pauly, who is Cody's brother, and both of them. If you like, if you watch the show and close your eyes, it sounds like their bro- their sibling who was on a prior season. Yeah. But I'm rooting for the Fatal Five, which are the two Returner girls, Vanessa's sister, and the two new girls. Oh yeah. And they're part of the Greater Eight Pack Alliance which is the one who seems to be, like, in control right now. Yeah, and I mean, like, I don't care about Michelle, but I do, like, of the new people, I do like Zakaya. Zakaya's awesome, yeah. Um, and, yeah, I mean, like, I will say that, like, I wasn't, I wasn't, like, Jones in for, like, the return of Big Brother, like, I, like, Jones for, like, the return of New York Housewives, but once I started watching the first episode of the season, I was like, oh, I'm back in, and I'm back in hard. Yeah, well, and also, I think this... Uh, the most recent episode was a good recharge after the first two. Mm-hmm. Like the first episode was two hours and it felt like a lot to get through. Like I hate the first episode with the intro because it's like the corniest. Oh yeah, stuff. I watched I watched all three. I mean all, all three, three hours, hours in yeah. one sitting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like get through that and then check back in with us next week and hopefully we're still into it. Yeah. So I think that's it. For and this we'll have a tiny brother. bit more about Big Brother a little later in the show. Yeah. Just a little sneak peek oh, there. Stay All right. tuned. All right. Uh, so we also have a new episode of New York this week, which was definitely an improvement over last week. Lose yes. back. I mean, like, and as we've said time and time again, the worst New York episode is, like, <laughs> so much better than Beverly Hills was this season. So, like, this was a very good episode. Yeah. So we start off at a pizza party. Jules is hosting a pizza party for, I get who shows up. Uh, so it's Jules, Dorinda, Bethany, Carol, and Ramona, but Ramona leaves halfway through because she has a love life to attend to. Yes, and she was wearing lace for the occasion. Mm. Um, when everyone was walking in, there was a lot of, like, they said vagina 20 times. Everyone's vaginas are in shambles. (laughs) (laughs) Stop. Well, we learned last week. (laughs) <laughs> that Jules hurt hers while climbing through a window, sort of, I, we, we, I think we imagine that it was like how Thomas Ravenel ran away from Catherine out the first floor window. Except I think Jules was running away from her children to smoke a cigarette. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> As we saw her do later in this episode. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, but Jules is like... Like, we can't tell right away, but we soon learn that Jules is a little She wacky. seems unwell. Like, if you watched her when Bethany was coming in, she was sort of, like, mumbling to herself because Bethany wasn't paying attention to yeah, her. Yeah, She kept on calling her vagina a peanut. Yeah, yeah. And then she show- she immediately whipped out her phone and showed Bethany a photo of her. But, I, yeah. She, yeah, she showed her vagina to Bethany. Yeah. But it's funny because, like, we met Jules while... She was probably in an unwell situation, and we were very much in an unwell situation. So it's kind of like interesting to watch it like in the comfort of her own home. Oh, when we met her at, at Stonewall, Stonewall. <laughs> and we were all like, we were all like pretty 
toasty <laughs> because we were dealing with like what had happened yeah, that yeah. day in Orlando. So yeah. like we were all like drunk and then we met Jules and at the moment that was like right before her life on the show started like really heating up, taking a, a, a spiral. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the pizza party like gets really weird. Jules is joking with Carol about putting like drugs on her pizza and then she puts instead a fork. A, fork, a, spoon, a spoon and a marinara met- metallic cup. And <laughs> she lets the people who run the restaurant cook up this calzone. Well, in fact, like she, when she hands it to them, she's like, and this is it. It's all good. Like, don't touch it. And it's like, all right. <laughs> um, and so, like, they serve it all. They and then Bethany it. starts eating the metallic calzone. <laughs> And, like, <laughs> and Jules doesn't stop her. The episode was called Steel Calzones, which I Is that, like, a Steel Magnolias which reference? Which I hope is a Steel Magnolias <laughs> reference, which is, like, one of my favorite movies in the world. Mm. Drink your juice, Shelby. Um, yeah, she was scary. Yeah. But also, like, okay, she was acting really weird about, like, creating that fucked up calzone, and then, like, when she was eating Carol's pizza, she, like took a deep breath before she took it. Like, all right, all fine and good. We all know Jules has, like, issues. That's fine. But, like, for Carol and Bethany... They keep on going after They keep on bringing it up. When it's, like, the two of you are really ones to be throwing stones. Like, I feel like they have their own body issues, and it's weird for them to, like, be, like, piling on top of Jules. I just think it's weird for anyone to, like keep on bringing up something like that well, when you're filming a television show that yeah. airs nationally to millions of viewers on the other note with uh, that dinner there were two other things that I wanted to note okay. Ramona when she was leaving for her date <laughs> just casually walking out of this restaurant with one of their like plates <laughs> like, a, like a, a ceramic plate yeah. as she's walking out and then Jules and Dorinda re- immediately follow her out to go smoke a cigarette outside. Yeah, yeah. Well, pre pre pizza, pre calzone, which which um, Carol and Bethany made a big deal of. The New York ladies are like a little more open with like the fact that they go out and smoke cigarettes. I mm, feel like yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the only other the only others that I can recall who have done that is Kim Zolciak, obviously. Yeah, and yeah. Lisa Vanderpump. But not even to the... Lisa, like, doesn't to that same Well, degree. I know, but, like, who have let us view them yeah. smoking a cigarette? But Luann, like, used to never. And now I think she got caught that one episode. Well, and if you read the Gawker recaps back in the day, mm-hmm. they literally, like, wrote fan fiction about how... Like Richard Lawson? Yeah, like... Uh, okay. Yes, Richard yeah. Lawson. Hi, Richard. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, he, he basically like wrote fan fiction about how like Luann smokes like 12 packs a day yada 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 and I feel like she became like he predicted what she was going to become in later seasons yeah yeah it's like a fan fiction come to life yes um so I did want to mention like I think one of our listeners I can't remember who mentioned the fact like oh I wonder like who pays the bills da 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 but then the fact then I think in conversation came up the fact that they usually show the name of the place so the fact that that place gets their name shown, maybe mm-hmm. they don't end up paying anything at all. And I noticed this place is named Wild, and I'm interested in going because I would like to make a cheeseless pizza. Since Where I'm is it? The cheese. I don't know. Did you Google it? I'll look it up. Why don't we Google it right now? We can keep talking, but I'll <laughs> Google it right back up and. Um... All right. While you're googling, um, the scene after that was when 
Heather and Carol met up to go ice skating. Oh, Wilds in the West Village. Okay, so easy access to yeah. our stomping grounds. Maybe we'll go make a pizza one day. We and spent... report back and not put a spoon in it. Oh my god, it's like right near where we were over the weekend. Oh. It's like at Charles and Hudson. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, we do also <gasps> intend on... Oh, I know on... exactly where... I've walked by there. I know exactly where it is. We do intend on doing the New York bus ride. Yeah, we have eventually. to do that. I bet they... We should do that with, like, a, a guest. And then, like, have them come on at, and speak of their experience. Okay. Yeah. All right. Great. Stay tuned. Uh, so back to the ice skating part. I, during that whole ice skating scene, I had two thoughts. Number one, Heather looked like a Litchfield inmate in her outfit, which, like, you're coming back to the show looking like a mess. And number two, I would have, like, watched this all play out, I would have preferred Heather to stay on the main cast and Carol to be FOH. Well, I think Carol's disappointed us this season. Like, Carol is suited for FOH. Like, like, like come in, like, promote a book, go back to your life. Yeah. Like, maybe host a little shindig at your cute little apartment that I still want to go to. You want to know my without thought? The, without the railing on the steps? <laughs> will you climb those steps, Brendan? <laughs> I would... I would have to have somebody help me out because that, that scares me. I'm afraid of heights, as we've discussed on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, my only thought during that ice skating thing, I don't even think I really was paying attention, but was that everyone copies Jill Zarin because oh, yeah. Jill Zarin had a party there, season three. In that very skating park. The very, at Bryant Park, yeah. yes. Um, that's the episode where Jill fell while she was ice skating in that pink leotard thing, and then... Ramona showed up with the craziest ponytail that episode. Do yeah, you remember yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, with a scrunchie. With a scrunchie. Yeah, yeah. Great times. Uh, then we get... Do you have anything else about Heather before we move on from her? No, I want to talk about Dorinda's coat of many colors. Oh, yes! I was just <laughs> leading you into that. So it's Jules and Dorinda hanging out in Jules' home. Dorinda arrives in... A coat of many colors. A <laughs> technicolor dream coat. It was beautiful. Yeah. I want to know where she got Dorinda got could do no wrong. Well, I was thinking about that. Like, <laughs> I thought this was going to be Dorinda's sophomore slump season. No. But I, she's the glue. She's the glue. She's such a good friend. She's given everyone such good advice. All she's on good long. terms with everyone. She's on good terms with everyone. Everyone will shoot with her. Everyone will shoot with her. It's just a great. Yeah. She knows how to be a housewife. Like, she, like she's friends with everyone, but she's not afraid to, like, have an opinion. And, like, say something, ne- say something negative about someone. Yeah, but she, like, uh, she's working magic. Yeah. And she was the only, oh, we were going to include this in the news, I feel like, earlier. She's the only housewife to appear, the New York housewife to appear on the Wendy Williams show in years to be invited on. Oh, yeah. And she was a terrific guest. Wendy was so rude when she asked, she did an audience poll of who likes John and who doesn't like John. Yeah, but Dorinda was a good sport about it all. (laughs) She was. I should know she was great. Like, Dorinda's like a constant like, imagine, imagine if we had a bunch of people sitting here and I took a poll who likes Alex and who doesn't like Alex. <laughs> that would be mean, yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I, I see your point now. <laughs> uh, um, she's giving Jules advice about everything that Carol was saying, Carol and Bethany were saying to her at the yeah. dinner. And then Jules starts talking about her husband, yeah. and it's just, like, dark. Like, he didn't come to the hospital after she hurt her schmushki for, like, like six hours later. 
And then, then like that night when she comes home from the hospital, she's like, he, she's cooking dinner or something. And then he, he said like, don't you have to give the kids a bath? Yeah. It was like really dark. And she said something really, really dark. She said, I was thinking that I would rather be back oh, at the ha- hospital. Oh my God. Yeah. Well, on the topic of jewels, I do want to give you guys an update. Uh, you know, last week we learned about her modern alchemy endeavor, which is her little uh, Asian juice blend that we learned was going to be sold in Whole Foods. So this past Monday, I took a little journey to my local Whole Foods in Gowanus and <laughs> for a little breakfast uh, treat. So I like I, I've been to this Whole Foods a, f- a few times, so I know where the juices are. Was like it a refrigerated juice? Yeah, it's a refrigerated juice. There's and there's like a few there's a few different like sections. There's like a kombucha section, and there's a different wall of like smoothie-ish juices. Mm-hmm. And there's like a coconut water juice. And it was like very hard to locate. So I Did you have to ask an employee? Well no, I would never ask. <laughs> but like I like really I I looked all over for this juice. Like I really thought it was gonna come up empty-handed. And I'd already selected my like muffin. What kind I, of muffin? Uh, they have something delicious there called like the the like the morning the morning glory or like morning something. I don't know. It's like some like great like blend of like oats and fruits. Okay. Like, okay. Move know. on to. But anyway, <laughs> so I was like about to just give up and get whatever old juice I could find, and I'm like scanning the juices again. And finally, I see a row, like uh, a row or a column of modern al- modern alchemy juice, but it's only one flavor. So what flavor? Oh my god! Let me pick. Let me pull up the 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 picture. Okay. Uh, so it's one flavor, but I notice, like I don't know, it didn't sound like it would go well with my muffin. But since I am dedicated to this podcast and like giving everyone the scoop. I said, all right, I don't care. I'll just get it anyway. So the flavor is called, well, it's not even, it's not even really a name. It's, well, I guess it's called clearing tonic. It's coconut water, lemon matcha, and ghost pepper, which like, I think ghost pepper is supposed to be considered like the spiciest pepper in the world. So I thought like, maybe it's like just a little, a little like twinge of it. Like it's going to be like fine, but like a little like kick, which I don't mind spice. Like I'm not a spice baby. Uh, so, so I, I'm drinking this modern, I'm, I'm not a baby spice. (laughs) No, uh, so I'm drinking this modern alchemy. It is fucking spicy. Like I get, I get the concept. It's supposed to be like cleansing and like. Maybe you're supposed to really drink this on its own. Like how you do that, like cayenne pepper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like if you drink it in that regard, I could see that the point behind it, but it's not like a good accompaniment to a muffin. <laughs> Did the say. packaging say anything about Jules Wayne, St- Wayne Stain? Oh, so, Wayne okay, Stain. okay, so it's not on the front. The front is just a traditional, like, you know. No, the front is nothing about that. But on the back, there was like a message from Jules and I guess her partner, I think it's a Chloe or something like we we Kardashian. We like blended all the no, it's Chloe with a C. Mm. And we blended all like the ancient spices or whatever. Um, and that was it. It wasn't like from the Real Housewives. Duh, 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 duh. It was just 
Jules and Chloe. Okay, well, um, that's great. Yeah, so uh, my review is, like, if you're looking for a little, like, a little ju juice cleanse, maybe, but not, like, with a muffin. Great. <laughs> <laughs> so back to the show. Uh, so... We go to, to uh, Sonia's house. Oh, my God, she the is, basement. She's, well, first of all... Her, a, a, a gay person, or two gay people, walk in with her dog that is dyed orange, which is actually appropriate for the for the, this episode. Oh my god, uh, called the big orange. Yeah. Oh my god, we didn't even name this episode before seeing that. <laughs> um, and she calls the dog David Bowie because of the orange too, I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so Sonia's cleaning out her basement, which is scary. Oh my god, it looks like the setting uh, for you gamers out there... Like the new Resident Evil Seven, like could be set in Sonya's basement. It was frightening. Um. Okay. So then there's like <laughs> there's like stacks of like Lacroix. I there's love a Lacroix. Wesson oil bottles. It's like in, there's scary, dirty stuffed animals. It's frightening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, like it's just like Dorinda comes over to help her, um, sort of get rid of stuff, and Dorinda is wearing. A <gasps> t-shirt. Yes. Which we saw in the preview last week. Yes. That says, what are you doing here without Dorinda? And this week, they blurred it out. Yeah. So, I mean, the shirt was created by T. Kyle, uh, who is known from the reality, reality TV GIFs, and now works for Bravo. So well, no, he works for specifically... Oh, Watch What Happens Live. Yeah, which is... There's a disconnect, I think. I don't know. I mean, it's under the umbrella, I would imagine. Yeah. Uh, so, it was really weird to see it blurred out. It was, like, jarring. You know? It wasn't jarring to me. It was jarring to me, because they don't, like, <laughs> blur out things that often in Housewives. Like, usually it's, like, produced well enough that, like, they're all... Like, there's no, like, art in the background that needs to be blurred out, mm -hmm. or uh, t-shirts or anything. So, I was, like, upset to see that. I mean, I, I support that t-shirt, so... And you own that t-shirt. Yeah, my aunt gave it to me for Christmas. Yeah, so... In black, but she was wearing a purple one. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that was pretty much the the basement scene. Um, but then we get to a scene of Bethany going to the doctor and then leaving the doctor. And it was... Well, no. I think it was real... Like, what she said was so crazy. When she was talking about, like, her possibly dying, and then she said, like, imagine she'd have to uh, be with them always that's my worst nightmare like jason hoppy's family yeah she when she says who sunny austin said is very nice <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> no when she's saying imagine she she's referring to Bryn, obviously and when she's referring to them she means the hoppy family that i could not believe she was not smart enough to say on camera she well i think she did on purpose in this like war they're waging the against war each of the other roses, yes yeah. Um, but let's move on. Okay. Let's move Luin... Living in Lululand? Yeah, <laughs> Luin decides to host a party because she, quote, has been living in my own little Lululand with Tom. So she hosts it, like, somewhere in, like, Times Square. <laughs> oh, my God. The ESPN zone. <laughs> no, I have no idea where, where it was. It was somewhere, like, I don't know, time, on Broadway, because... Yeah. Um, Dorinda said that she could wear a costume top. Yeah, so she came in wearing chainmail. <laughs> she looked like and a she knight looked beautiful. coming to save the day. 
Jules looked oh, beautiful. Yeah, yeah. No, Jules came in with a showing fur. the queens what's what. <laughs> <laughs> she had a fur. She had makeup. She had her hair like uh, strained. strained to the bone. It was like what? it was not even. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you're like you're like Ramona making up phrases. Um, and then. I mean, I thought, like, who could top Dorinda walking in with chainmail? But when Victoria ran, came in, I screamed, come through, queen. She was wearing a choker. Yes. Like, Jesse, Jesse Nelson, Nelson choker. choker. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it was just a great scene. I've said in the past that I think that Brianna, Vicky Gunvalson's daughter, is going to be the first uh, uh, daughter to jump into the Housewives mm-hmm. world. But now that... Victoria is like finding her place. Finding her voice. I feel like she's gonna have an apple in a few years. I can only hope so. <laughs> she will be like the first like twenty-four year old housewife. <laughs> Although like there there've been housewives in their twenties. I think what's her name from Potomac is near that age. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it uh, escapes me. Ashley. <laughs> Ashley. I think you might be right. Katie. And, and Krupa was in her twenties now. Krupa. I know, I know. I just wanted to say Krupa. Uh, oh, we got a we got a hot tip from um, our friend uh, James. It was a uh, <gasps> it was a picture. I can't believe I, I this, like what perfect timing to tell us. It was a picture of uh, a David, David Barton, Barton gym schedule. schedule, and Joanna Krupa was hosting like the seven thirty to nine p.m. yoga yoga class in Los Angeles. He said. He thought it was in Miami, but then doubled back and said it was in Los Angeles, and we instructed him to go, and we never heard from him again. Yeah, so, <laughs> so we, he may have died during we the wanna, class. We want to thank uh, Jimbo, Jimbo for this, for this, for this uh, hot scoop. Yeah, so I think the last big thing of this scene was Lou turning the tables on that vacation that kind of like fell to the wayside, saying... I want to go to Palm Beach. Do you want to go to Palm Beach? To Dorinda. And then she just like invites everyone who's at that party. She says, you know what? I'm not going to invite Carol. And I'm not sure if Bethany's invited either. I was floored. I think you went... Ah! <laughs> <laughs> I faced away from the microphone. So to, spare, <laughs> to spare the fans. No, I mean, like, that just sh- goes to show she knows what she's doing. Yeah. Like she's a she, consummate professional. She was almost iced out of that trip, and then she turns around and plans her own trip. So hopefully that actually comes to fruition. Although it didn't, they didn't show it in, in the preview. Anything? I know. Really How t- many episodes uh, do we have left? Well, like coincidentally, uh, this has come through Queen episode thirteen, and that was come through episode. Oh. And that was New York episode thirteen as well. Sometimes they do like a lot. What do you mean? Oh, like a lot of episodes. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we could very well go into the 20s, like, after reunions are all said and done. So, there's still time for, for uh, a vacation, so... And we'll be here every week. <laughs> Reporting <laughs> live. Oh, I did want to say one thing. Mm. Um, I was marching in the Pride Parade, and the Pride Parade passed by Tipsy Girl. Oh, yeah. <laughs> one of the major... Uh, LGBTQ landmarks. Yeah, <laughs> and the second one after Stonewall. It literally passed, but it passed by Tipsy Girl and then passed by Stonewall. Um, but of course, it was not open, and it there were people selling like merch right in front of it. I think we're aiming for a mid-July opening. 
We'll we'll get back we'll on just, the email machine. <laughs> yes, maybe we can even maybe we'll, we could have a live show on Tipsy Girl. Could you imagine? That would be so much fun. I feel that would be very on brand for us. A live show. Yeah, all our tens of fans. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so I think that's it for New York, right? Yes, ma'am. Okay, so now it is time for us. I mean, this is difficult because, like, we normally talk about episodes. I mean, we normally talk about series on an episode-by-episode basis, but that's not how Netflix works. Yeah, so we decided to watch Orange is New Black because I want, like, this is... Well, like, we've been watching all, like, the first three seasons, and then this is season four, for those of you who don't keep up. Yeah, but I thought that this was maybe the strongest season of them all. Yeah. I would rank them four, one, two, three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I would say, listen, guys, if you are an Orange is the New Black fan, like, hit pause right now. In the show description, I'll tell you where to catch back up to, like, catch the Freak of the Week and the One True Queen. Oh, yeah. So this is a spoiler warning if you are planning on watching this week's I'm, this oh my God, this season, season of uh, Orange yeah. is New Black. Yeah. We don't want to spoil anyone's or ruin anyone's life. Yeah. Okay. So let's get to it. So uh, we, we'll go through the flashback episode. Like, well, the characters who had flashback episodes, obviously they were pretty central to this season. To I some thought, degree. yes, and I liked that there were less flashbacks this yeah. season. So this season, there were a few episodes that had no flashbacks. And usually that's only the first and last episode of the season. But they peppered it throughout the season, a few that had none. It felt better because, like, sometimes the flashbacks are burdensome. Yeah. Like, last year it felt like there were a lot of flashbacks for people whose lives I, like, didn't necessarily care about. And they didn't keep on bringing them in as, like, primary characters afterwards. Well, for me, I think this season not only succeeded with doing less flashbacks, but also the fact that they didn't do more Piper and Voss flashbacks. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. they've each had a few, so it's like, how much do I really need to see of their prior lives when I have not seen any from people I really do want to see about? And I think they've, like, heard from their fans, and, like, people have sort of made it clear that that's not the most interesting storyline, Alex and Piper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like... But they ended up having good storylines, and we'll get to that. Well, I like Piper when there's less of Piper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so the, the, one of the first ones was Ruiz... Who, like, she started off as, a, like, a very minor character. She was, like, part of the Hispanic uh, crew, mm-hmm. but, like, maybe the most minor of them all. Mm-hmm. And then she became, like, the central figure this season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the whole concept was she's Dominican, and then a lot of the new people that were brought into the prison uh, were Dominican as well. So she kind of had the opportunity to rise up. Mm-hmm. Um, and it showed the flashback showed her dad, who is Dominican. Yeah, and he was like a major community like figure. Figurehead. Really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I like. I liked to some degree. I liked seeing more of her, but it felt like too much of a shift from what her character was to like what she became. I agree, yeah. I mean, I, I definitely... I feel like I ended up liking her char- what her character brought this season, but, yeah. like... It, it, you're right. It was too different. It was jarring. Yeah. Like, if you only had the flashback and this season, it would 
all makes sense. Uh-huh. It'd be like a clean cut picture. But like taking into the first three seasons into account, like she was she was just like a follower, really. Yeah. So I, I, it was interesting. Um, let's hold off on so-so for a minute. Well, let's, I feel like so-so should move to the end. Yeah, we'll move that to the end. Uh, I thought Healy's flashback was really interesting and perspective like, as to like why he's fucked up. And everything he ended up doing afterwards. Yeah. When he like almost waded into the river to kill himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he came back and... To answer the work phone. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But he thought it was going to be... Katya. Yeah. Wait, is her name Katya or am I just saying that? I don't know. I hope it is. Oh my god. <laughs> or, like, or Katya from Drag Race is called. You know? <laughs> oh my god. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, obviously he's not a likable character at all. But it, like his arc this season added a different like layer to him, I guess. Mm-hmm. And then he had the whole thing with uh, Judy King. Yeah, yeah, Judy King. She didn't have any flashback episode or anything like that. Um, I thought she, it was good for like some comedic relief. Um, She's basically like supposed to be like a Martha Stewart Paula Dean hybrid who gets special treatment in prison. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was some of the things were funny. Some of it was a little far fetched for me. Yeah. Yeah, it was a little like cartoony, but I did like that it gave Yoga Jones an opportunity to have more of a storyline. I've always wanted a Yoga Jones flashback. Yeah, we still haven't had one. Ever since we heard why she's in prison. Well that's why it's kinda like for her to get a flashback now, we already know like the most pivotal part of her life. I know what I want to see what she was up to before she shot something thinking it was an animal and it was a child. Yeah. Well, I, I don't want this to sound mean, but she, like, I, I looked at some like red carpet pictures of her and she looks like as she looks like it would be hard. I think to de-age her a little bit. Oh. So I'm not sure how easy it would be for them to do a, a flashback. Unless they her. hired like someone different like they did for what's yeah. the name. It would have to be like a, maybe like a kid flashback like Healy had. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know how successful a like an up to the point where she gets arrested flashback would be. I loved how she didn't want any special treatment at the beginning of yeah. it, but then at the end was the one who was like pushing for like a soda stream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love a soda no. stream. Well, except I think those are, like, not... Like, there's a lot of, like, political stuff around that. Like... Oh, there are? Never mind. I don't love a soda stream. No, like, Scarlett Johansson, like, was endorsing it. And I think they, like... They have, like, factories in, like, Israel. And it's, like, really political. Something something weird about that. Oh, then... Yeah, never mind. (laughs) Just just buy (laughs) buy a cancel LaCroix from Sonya's basement. (laughs) Um, One flashback that I was so excited to see, and I would say, like... Obviously not a central plot point of this season, but my favorite, maybe one of my favorite flashbacks was Maritza's flashback. Oh, I, I, it was like, there was something like refreshing about her flashback. Yeah. It like, you didn't know what to expect for her prior story because there was, they never like talked about why she was in jail or anything like that. But like, it all made sense. Exactly. Is this like a thing that's actually, that people actually do? 
The like, thing with the car dealership? Like the scamming? It's like very Joanne the scammer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like she woke up out of the ghost scamming. <laughs> oh my god. Well, like, I don't think that's why she's in jail. I think that just was the... Uh, to show you... What she could... Like, what she was capable of? Well, no, no, not what she was capable of, but, like, how her life turned. Like, she was working at the bar, she, like, was doing those oh, yeah, tricks, yeah. then she ended up doing this. Because, like, not to, like, put my lawyer hat on, but, like, what's a hard thing, I think, for the show to sometimes explain is somehow is how some of these are federal crimes because they're in federal prison. Mm-hmm. So, like, there's a difference between going to state prison and going to federal prison. Like, you have to commit a certain type of crime in order to end up in a federal prison. Oh, like, what's an example of, like, something... Like, if I go shoplifting, I'm not going to federal prison. Okay. So, like, for, like... The, uh, she had to be doing something on a higher level. Or just something that, not, well, a higher level, yes, but also something that, like, fits the certain crime. Like, like the nun was, like, uh, when, when she did her flashback, it was all about, like, protesting and, like, and, it, and they were able to fit it in a certain way that it was a federal crime. Like, mm-hmm. it's just, I don't know. It, they, it, they don't go deep into it in the show, but, like, from my perspective, I'm, like, thinking about that a little bit. And they usually, like, make, like have it make sense, but... I don't think the stealing the car off the, the lot, that's why I'm saying, telling you, like, oh, the, interesting. the stealing the car off the lot wasn't what got her to Litchfield. The more you know. Yeah. Um, so this was really a big season for Lolly, too. I mean, oh, we met her in season, season two. For Lolly. Yeah, this was heartbreaking. I mean, the, episode one uh, really kicked the season off. Oh, yeah. Well, that's where we... I would say this was the best season premiere. Yeah, we meet back up with Alex and her... One of the the hitmen from her former... Kubra. De- yeah. Kubra's hitmen. Uh, is trying... Has disguised himself as a garden is trying to kill Alex. Yeah, while all the women are, like, escaping in the pond. And yeah. like, running off into the woods. Yeah. So, he tries to kill her... Lolly walks into the garden, sees it happening, stomps his head. He's not actually dead. Alex goes back and kills him. Mm-hmm. Episode ends with them chopping him up, and it was insane. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I was like, like <laughs> my mouth was agape. During there were so many moments of this season where, like, I was like, holy shit. Balls. Well, yeah, I mean, I think it just generally speaking about the season, especially episodes 11 through 13, mm-hmm. I just felt like I was experiencing so many emotions. Like, I, like, wanted to throw up. I, like, was on the verge of tears but not actually crying. Mm-hmm. Like, it was just, like, vi- like the most visceral season. Yeah, That's yeah, why yeah. I think it's the best one. Yeah, probably. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Um... Then we finally got a Blanca flashback, <laughs> um, which I think you, did, you told Alex that it was your favorite one or one of your favorite ones. Did I say? I don't know. He told me on like you guys talked about it on Saturday night when you went to see Proud of G Major. Pro- I probably said uh, a lot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but she did have a good. She had a good plotline this whole season and a good flashback. Yeah, um, she sort of was like taking on the new guards, sort of. 
almost single-handedly at first. Mm -hmm. And then her flashback was... I loved her flash. I did love her flashback. Yeah, yeah. It was a flashback. Yeah, she's like a... She's like a a home care, yeah, home caretaker. <laughs> She's a home care professional, so yeah. taking care of an older woman. She falls in love with the caretaker, or the guy who does the landscaping. Yeah, yeah. And a question I had: mm. the them having sex in that woman's room was real, right? Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. she wasn't the woman wasn't dreaming it. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. Okay. Yeah, like she was doing it because like the woman. Had no, has no, like, has no she power. has power because she's like bossing her around all the day, all, all the all the time. But like at the end of the day, like she has no power because she's like a little woman, and she's controlled by her daughter. Her daughter wants to send her away to a nursing home. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So there's that. Like if she went to her daughter, her daughter would yeah. be like, yeah, yeah, we'll just put you in a nursing home. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's fucked up. Yeah. So that was interesting. So before we get to the, the last few flashbacks, I do want to talk about uh, some of the the other plot lines that okay. happened throughout the season. So, Sophia and Shu, I thought that was good because, like, I, th- I thought Sophia, um, a.k.a. Laverne Cox, had, uh, like, a strong start in the series, and mm-hmm. then just, like... They didn't know what to do with her. Had a backseat, nothing to do with her. Like, she was just, like, commentary. And this is, and like, this is the reality of what trans people are facing in prison they're putting them in yeah, solitary yeah. because yeah. they don't know where to put them they claim it's for their own uh, uh protection but it's like so fucked up yeah um so yeah i thought it, like that was a good season for her character mm-hmm. and another thing just like in reality laverne cox is like probably i would say that she's the actress on the show whose life has sort of been changed the most by this show. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, she has, like, some... Probably the most no- notoriety. And she, like, she zoomed up to fame. She has another show coming out on CBS. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Yeah, with Katherine Heigl. Oh. Isn't that, <laughs> isn't that funny? Well, like... <laughs> I'll hope for the best for that. Like, but CBS... I mean, like, like a comedy? What is it? It's, I think it's like some sort of drama. Oh. Like maybe something with law. I don't know. You know, CBS, the only thing I can get behind is Big Brother. <laughs> like I know, but like people watch that channel. Yeah, I know. Well, yeah, yeah, of course. So like, know. and that's why what I was try- also trying to say is that like she probably was too busy to be used too much on the show. So like. But yeah, I think she was like a. Um, I I put her she down. She was a big one moment. Of the major yeah. Things. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, I thought it was interesting, like, they've sent many people to shoot before, but it always felt like it wasn't that big of a deal. Like, they went, and then they came back, and, like, it w- like whatever. But, like, in this situation, it felt like it really fucked her. Yeah. Yeah. Um, then we also had Caputo and Linda, which was that, the scene when, when Sophia's wife comes and knocks on the door and Linda acts like a Looney Tune with her gun. Oh my god, yeah. Was one of the most, like, shocking scenes of the season. Yeah. That was crazy. It took me a second to figure out who Linda was and I was like... Yeah, and then Alex also thinks that Linda and Heather Dupreau look and act alike. I can see that. I just... Linda reminded me of someone... Oh, Linda reminded me of... Someone from House of Cards. Oh, well, yeah, I don't watch that. Yeah, so I, I... Speak on that. Yeah. Um, then we also have Piper and the White Girls, 
That was scary. Yeah, the whole, well, I mean, we're four seasons in, and, like, up until now, the, like, the white girls were just, like, regular all white girls. But we saw the other group of white girls, oh, which they were, were, like, the white supremacists. Yeah. Uh, which was, like... Well, I mean, the, the, like, meth girls have always been really racist. Well, no, there's the meth girls, but then there was, like... But then there was overlap. Like, boo, but there was, like, boo, uh, red... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Morello, mm-hmm. you know, all, and they, they were just like, whatever, like, they didn't really have any sort of issue, but, like, sh- I feel like it was important for them to show the white supremacist uh, crew. Because it's, like, more... Because that's more of a reality. Accurate of reality, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I do want... There's two things from the season that felt really out of place and realistic. Like... So we had Piper had Kakudio as her like bodyguard for a while. Mm-hmm. And then she dropped Kakudio when she went with the white supremacists, and then Kakudio fucked her over, and then like the Dominicans branded, branded her. Piper. And I felt like it was so like like she got branded, and then she was like back on speaking terms with Kakudio, and even like the Dominicans like way too quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that was a tra- traumatic experience. Like, after watching that episode, Alex and I both felt like we had to watch the next one because we couldn't end on that scene. Mm-hmm. Like, how jarring it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I felt like that was a little, um... I don't know, like, the fact that she, like, rebounded from that so easily. And the other thing was, all like, all of the new guards who were sent in with MCC... Like, a lot of those guys were not the best actors, I would say. Like, the one who made Maritza, like, do the fly or the mouse Oh, that thing. was up. That and, and then also the guy who made Blanca stand on the table. Like, both of them, I felt like were... I don't know, there was something, like, off with them mm-hmm. in terms of the acting of it all. So, I don't know if you have anything to say about it. They, they just, like, were acting, like, very surface level like please solve this is like reading their lines yeah Yeah. like it didn't feel like i don't know it didn't feel like legitimate um so then i think we get the last big few things well we get we get elena getting out of prison yeah daya's mom which was interesting because like one one or two episodes before that i said to alex like like we're four seasons in and we've like, we never get anyone released. Well, we had Tasty season one. And then she got and back. And then she got back in. I, this was interesting, and the reason I liked it is because it's the first character we followed out of prison, and we're able to see sort of how they adjust, at least for a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For, like, more than one episode. Yeah. Yeah. And I think she's going to be more of a... She's going to... I think she's going to come back, obviously, because she's Dea's mom, one... And a big thing happens at the end with Dea. And then yeah, yeah. Well, the fact they that... They also sh- show the, her... She's the mom, so, like, she'll go visit her daughter. Yeah, and so they... she'll have scenes. They also showed her watching um, the news yeah. when the other big thing at the end. Yeah. So let's talk about, like, the three big moments that happened at the... Sort of near the end of the um, season. Yeah. First one's Suzanne. Suzanne. So we've already had one Suzanne flashback or maybe even two I think it was was it season two it might have just been one I'm not sure but that was like that didn't show like 
her crime or anything. It just showed her childhood. Yeah, the this one made me. Yeah, it was incredibly sad. Yeah, like obviously she has her mental issues. She's working at the Walmart, like uh, imitation, and then really good at her job. Employee yeah. makes connections with families and that sort of thing. Yeah. Then this is where she yeah. steps in it. Yeah. So the kid that she's like friendly with at the store, whenever her mom comes in, whenever the kid's mom comes in, she finds at the park, brings to her home, and like won't let him leave. They're playing video games. Uh, it looked like a Sonic the Hedgehog game for the for for those of you paying attention. Oh, I love a Sonic. <laughs> Sonic sucks actually. Uh, <laughs> but uh, the kid tries to leave and then falls off the balcony and dies. It was like the most heartbreaking thing. Oh, oh. oh my god. Yeah. So like that wasn't it. Like Suzanne, like I went through a lot of shit this season. Like so, I, we picked up the season with like her super fan who was obsessed with her fan fiction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like them running away in the woods together, and then they had that weird relationship, and then the scene where the guards made them fight was fucking crazy. It's so crazy, so sad. Yeah. Because Suzanne doesn't want to fight. Yeah. At all. But then there was a break because she couldn't take any more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so she ends up, like, beating the crap out of this girl who was her fan but who, like, resented her afterwards and, like, they had gone through a bunch of shit this season. But she also has her own mental issues because she was the one who volunteered to fight Suzanne. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, like, exactly. insane. yeah. Uh, and then, like, uh, and then obviously Suzanne was part of the big scene uh, involving Pousset. The, uh, uh, I was not well after watching that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I was watching that in the middle of it. My roommate Haley comes out of her room and she's a fan, and I yelled at her. I didn't <laughs> yell at her, but I like, I was like, "Get back into your room! Get back into your <laughs> oh room!" Oh my god! You're like one of the guards. <laughs> into your room like you're gonna be this is the probably the most not important but most notable like insane yeah. moments of any episode of Orange is the New yeah. Black ever well, this was the first season of Orange is the New Black that I didn't spoil for myself since season one because mm-hmm. like, I spoiled like two and three uh, by just like I don't know like I, I would check the, I, like, I was like oh I want to see like who has all the flashbacks so I would like go to the Wikipedia page and then like end up like reading a sentence so this year I was like good about not spoiling myself. Yeah. And it so off. the yeah the the women of Litchfield sort of hold a protest where they're all standing on tables in the commis not commissary the lunchroom whatever that's called. Yeah. And then one of the guard the guards start like grabbing them off the table. Yeah. Then. Just, like, things escalate where Suzanne is, like, having a, sort of a breakdown, so she yeah. needs to be controlled. So, some, like, I think Piscatella says, like, send her to the psych. Yeah. So, Bailey, who we just had a flashback for, who is probably, like, one of the few redeemable guards yeah. in the prison, uh, starts trying to uh, grab Suzanne, and then Pousset knowing full well that if she goes if Suzanne goes to psych she's fucked like tries to like intervene Bailey pins down Pousset 
Suzanne's Suzanne still fighting it, like, and so Pusey gets crushed to death. Death, like she can't breathe. And it's the scene of Tasty laying on the floor. Oh my god! Next to her, wailing. Wail, like I have never been. I, I TV shows never upset me so much. Yeah, but you know what was weird? It was like, I guess it was like so many episodes that were so. I watched, like, a bunch of those in a row, mm-hmm. and, like, normal, I woke, like, crying at a drop of a hat, but, like, I was, like, teared up, but I was just, like, I more felt like I was going to throw up than even cry. It was more, it was more of that, because, like, yeah. you, it, for me personally, I just didn't want to believe that it was happening, yeah. or that she was going to actually die, because Pusey is easily one of the best characters yeah, on the yeah, show, yeah, like, yeah. the she's, like, the character that people, like, love the most, they, like, everyone has, like, crush on her like, yeah, yeah it's yeah. just like it uh, but then all the, then we get like the aftermath and the final episode which normally is a no flashback episode is like a night in the life of like just like this say. this sort of beautiful flashback about her having an unfortunate night where her phone gets stolen and then like she just ends up having like this like Great night. Great night where she runs into a bunch of like guys doing improv everywhere. Yeah. Which like weirdly enough, I have listened to the This American Life episode about improv everywhere like two days before watching the episode. It was so weird. Oh, that's funny. Um, and we still have more, but her flashback ends with her locking eyes with the camera and smiling. Yeah. And, oh. I know. It was. We yeah. Forgot, we forgot to talk about so so. Oh, yeah, so-so. Yeah, so, I mean, they had, a, like, a sweet relationship. It had, like, some ups and downs through the season. It made so-so more likable to me. Well, I liked so-so from the get-go. Like, even though at first she was kind of, like, a trolley character. Mm-hmm. Like, her flashback episode, even though it didn't paint her in the best light, like, I thought it was a good flashback episode. Yeah. Um... But I'm also curious to see, like, what comes of her, like, in the next season. There's a lot of characters that they are really setting up to have, like, interesting seasons next season. Well, yeah, that, and she also saved Suzanne's life. Yeah, In the last episode, because Suzanne, this is another, like, horrible, horrible thing. Suzanne wanted... To feel what Pusey felt. To feel what Pusey felt, and she wanted to do it, like, with books. Yeah, yeah, Because Pusey, like... has worked in the library. Everyone knows that she loves books, loves reading. So it's yeah. just heartbreaking. So, I mean, before we get to the last thing, the people that they set up to have interesting seasons next year, I think, are, is so-so. Mm-hmm. Um, they really ended it that we're going to find out what the fuck is going on with this Catella. Mm-hmm. Because, like, Caputo was like, how the fuck did you get sent here from Max Men's prison? Uh, to this like minimum security women's prison, so he'll have an interesting season next next year. Um, um Judy King, I'm predicting she's gonna something interesting is gonna happen. Stay. She's caught in the kerfuffle. Yeah. So like at the end, this crazy scene happens where the prisoners are all sort of rebelling, mm-hmm. and at the same moment, Judy King the celebrity chef is like getting out of prison they all meet it's actually like sort of a brilliantly done scene because they all meet in a four-way hallway yeah and one of the new guards is there and it was he had snuck in a gun yeah one of the bad actor guards (laughs) yeah so 
he gets pushed down, his gun flies, and we end with Dea picking up the gun and like pointing it around at everyone yeah, and yeah. threatening to shoot him. Yeah. And that's why I think that Judy King might have a really interesting season next season because she might have to stay in. And she might she'll have to stay in, she won't be as privileged, and she might resent everyone in that mm. prison, so she might be like a bat, like an evil character. It's just a prediction. Might I, be a long shot. I don't know the not as privileged part, but I do see the other your other guesses possibly coming true. So I mean about Dea. I mean they might not give her special treatment if she's. Yeah, I don't know. It's hard. I I, I didn't even I didn't even think that she would be returning, but you made a good point that she would be stuck in the the mess of it all. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought. Choosing Dea to be the one to pick up the gun was not, like, who I would expect. I think they did it because she has so much to lose by doing that. She's a kid that... Yeah, she does have so much to lose, but, like, it seems very out of character for her. Well, they were setting it up all season because she was becoming... She was hanging out in the salon. I know. I didn't know. I, like, that, that was one of the story arcs that, like, didn't make a lot of sense to me. Like, she was hanging out with Ruiz and her crew, and then, like, um, I can't remember her name. You know, the one who runs the kitchen? Gloria. Gloria. Like, she was kind of kept in charge of keeping Day out of the trouble once Alita left, and, like, I don't know. Like, it, it was surprising to me that, like, Ruiz would let her hang out with all of them without, like, pulling her into the mix, really. Mm-hmm. And then, like, Dea ends up getting into her own trouble. Like, if that was... Like, like we saw Ruiz, like, kind of egging her on during this. But up until this, like, Dea was fine, really. Yeah. We'll see. I don't know. So, yeah. So, Dea is obviously going to have a big season. And it was, like, a little jarring to see, like, Bennett completely out of the picture. Because that was yeah, so it wasn't part of... Anything. It was so part of her storyline. But, like, she needs... She needs a storyline. Like she sat by the by the wayside this whole season. He's also a, he's the second one with like Laverne, whose star has like risen. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah To yeah, like yeah. the depths, and he's on another very yeah. successful How show. How to get with murder? Yeah, yeah. Well, like on well, what's interesting is like on on How to Get with Murder. You don't watch that, right? I watched part of the first season. Yeah. So like originally he was like a side character to some degree, and like I think he has more of a role now. So that might be why he wasn't really in this season. Yeah. I hope he comes back eventually. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, the fact that Fig came back. Oh, and yeah. He come back. Yeah. Um, so, like yeah. Melissa McCarthy coming back to Gilmore Girls. Uh, so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, so we did have a comment from Nikki at OMG, It's Me, Yo. She said, oh, uh, Orange is the New Black ruined my happy life. Why Pousset? Why not Piper? I spent all 13 episodes bringing that someone shanked Piper. I do want to say Piper, I thought, probably had the best season. Like, she wasn't likable. Her best, her own best season. Like, okay. She wasn't likable throughout it all. But, mm-hmm. like, she wasn't, like, too much of a presence. She didn't have any flashbacks. Like, she had some interesting storylines. And... She did crack. Yeah, she did some crack. Um, so I'm curious to see what they're going to do with her, like, considering she's the main character. Yeah. But, like, this was definitely not Piper's worst season by any means. Well, also, like, it's up in the air for everyone. Except, ex- except maybe 
Piper and Alex because they were the only ones who didn't go into that, like, into the big group of people, right? Yeah, yeah. So, well, it'll be a very interesting... Yeah, cliffhanger season. Ugh, I know. It's another year. <laughs> Uh, all right, so I think it's time for the Freak of the Week and the One True Queen. So, Brennan, who is our freak? Um, one of the new house guests in Big Brother, Josea. Jose. I thought his name was Josea. I think that's like finet, uh, That's like how you spell the name, but I think it's just Jose. Oh, Jose. Anyway, he is the one LGBTQ... Well, not the one LGBTQ. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. I forgot about uh, Tiff. Tiffany. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's the one gay brother in the in, locked up in the house. Uh, he is living in a different reality. He thinks that he's running. He is the in a house. virtual reality. <laughs> he thinks he's running the house at this point, but like he doesn't even have an alliance. Really? And he tells people he's the messiah. He thinks he's running the house, yet he is nominated to be elected. Yeah. It's like so delusional. Like it's almost so delusional that I think he might have a secret sneaky plan. I don't see it because right now we have, <laughs> right now we have Jose nominated along with Bridget, who's not going to get evicted because she's like, not she's not a threat to anyone, and Polly. I think Polly. They're going to try to protect Polly. They're going to protect because Polly's on the main alliance, but he's like an ally to the yeah. main alliance. So like Jose seems like the easy, the easy bet, which is sad because you know we both wanted Frankie back. As, who is the who is the gay icon? Um, and instead we have Jose getting kicked out second after poor old poor old Glenn. Oh, I do think there's a possibility that they bring back a couple more returning players. Oh yeah, you guessed Vanessa and Cody to support their siblings. To support or like fuck things up. I don't know. I mean, like we have sixteen house guests. I don't know how the math all works out. Neither do I. It's always such a long summer. It's a, we got a long summer ahead of us. <laughs> uh, so Jose's our freak. And our one true queen is... Chimamanda Ngozi Adichie. Who uh, we last... Who some of you might last have heard from... She famously was sampled. In uh, the flawless uh, song by Beyonce. But I also read... Uh, Americana by Chirumanda as well and she's back in the news. The New York Times asked her to write a piece of fiction about the uh, about the election. So this is literally fan fiction. It is the craziest thing. I like I had it open in a tab for a few days and uh, I, I, and Brennan was like, you have to read this before we record Come Through Queen. Yeah. And I read it, and I could not believe it. it it's almost as if Chimamanda listened to last week's episode. Um, it's about... <laughs> the, the fiction is about Melania Trump. Yeah, she is uh, the central character. And it starts off with Melania decided she would order the flowers herself, which is a famous introduction uh, used by Virginia Woolf, uh, and then also, again, used in The Hours by Michael Cunningham. Mm -hmm. uh, so, like, when I read that first line, I already, she, Jim Amanda already had me sold. My favorite part is, okay, she, she writes <laughs> a lot about uh, Tiffany Trump, and now Tiffany Trump's staying over at the apartment with Melania, and there's a moment when Tiffany's about to leave <laughs> where she writes... 
At the door, Tiffany turned back and said, quote, Ivanka donates to Hillary, unquote. <laughs> I, it's like she wrote this from my own personal diary in my brain. Like, this is everything I would have wanted from Tiffany Trump. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of Tiffany Trump, but there's also a lot of Ivanka. It's all the women of Donald's world. And it's basically like talking about how Ivanka controls... Like yeah. everything that Donald does, which we sort of learned in real life last week. Yeah, right? we reported live here. Reported I, that's live. why I'm sure it's Rumanda <laughs> listened to Come Through Queen. Um, we're not going to spoil everything. It's definitely worth a read. Go read it. What's it called? Um, we're going to post a link. We'll Just, post a link on our website as well. We need to remember all the things we've said. We post. We'll post a link. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do it to, uh, during the, the day of the release of this episode. Definitely. Um, so please read this. This is your first required reading of Come Through Queen. Um, so I think that's it. I would agree. Yeah, that's it for this week. So uh, make sure that you subscribe on iTunes and on Google Play. And please follow us on Twitter and Facebook if you're not already. We have a lot of great things posted on there. And submit your questions and thoughts on there. We, we usually submit, uh, like request it uh, in the beginning of the week as to what the theme of the upcoming episode is going to be. And uh, you can also please email us at comethroughqueen at gmail.com. And Brendan, where can we find you online? Um, <clears throat> at notbrendan on twitter.com. And Daniel, where can we find you? I'm at idkidk. Great. So uh, <laughs> make sure you like, comment, subscribe, review, uh, heart, share, and retweet. Love me, love me. Please retweet. See you next week. See you next week. Bye. Come through, Queen. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger. Feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.